Thank you, everybody, for tuning into the Standard Red Journal conference plan again. Um, me and Mark are just uh, discussing a little bit about the things that happened this last weekend. One thing that we did want to mention is that we had talked about earlier um, about the Allen County, that tornado that went through there. And the way it sounds from Mark, and I'll let him explain a little more, but it hit it a lot harder than we even thought it did. Um, a lot more barns were demolished. Um, it was a lot, lot worse than we thought it was. So thinking of them out there, which I know they had a lot of community support, um, but also uh, Mark and them went on a road trip this weekend. I did not make it along, wanted to go along, but uh, ended up at an auction down south, down in Barnesville uh, for the Saturday, working on um, getting some other stuff ready, trotting sale, memorial trotting sale stuff, starting to come together there in Mount Hope. I know the catalog is is underway and, and definitely a lot, lot happening in there. So Mark, um, a little bit about what you guys did. Actually, why don't you hit first on the Allen County deal a little bit so we can kind of talk. I know you had said, we had told them it was about two barns that were down, but sounds like there were a lot more down than what we thought. Yeah. I, uh, I was just talking with, um, Malin Schmucker and he said, he commented on the, on the podcast we did and stuff, or how we talked about it and stuff, and he did tell me that I think there was like 32 buildings down total. Uh, and there's like two big old chicken barns. Um, but, yeah, so, yeah, we kind of just went through there, and the Schwartz brothers were, I guess, the only guys we really talked with, and they're in the <clears throat> north end of the community there, so we didn't really drive through it. I guess we didn't really see what all was going on. But uh, I did talk with Matt and John Schwartz, um, this weekend, uh, out in Indiana, we were out there again and, um, they just said, yeah, it was crazy. The amount of, uh, support and stuff they got from the community. They said by, I believe it was Tuesday evening, they had, um, their barns were up and yeah, it was just crazy how many people came in there to help them build, rebuild and, you know, get their cattle back in their barns and stuff. So they were just humbled by it. So. I guess that's the part of uh, being living uh, and being part of a you know a community that's looking out to help each other. I guess we sometimes forget yeah. what how much you know that actually does and how much that's actually worth to be part of. You know, same thing would happen around here. Um, living amongst a group of people that are always looking to help each other. So you know that's and that's the amazing part here. Your, your worst competitor in the business world will be at your front step ready to help. That's the thing that always amazes me. We're out there, you know, competing against each other in different things. Not as much, you know, in the horse world, yeah, we're competing to have the most expensive horse maybe. You know, we have a couple, you know, we're trying to get there to the top or what have you all. But at the end of the day, everybody's there for each other. And, and I think that's something we don't want to take for granted. Um, but definitely – Yep, thinking about them out there. I know a windstorm like that does a lot of damage. And so we had some wind up in our area too, but not near as bad. Uh, just particles of roof and stuff flew off. Um, but a little bit about this last, uh, this last, which Mark, we didn't really, did we talk about the school day at all? Um, what we did and et cetera, anything on the last podcast we no, were on? We I don't not. think we did. We, did, we didn't um, get around to do one Talking last a little Monday. bit about that. Uh, we had a, uh, so we had a school field trip. You guys will see it in the next journal that's coming out, which by the way, Mark, um, that thing's going to print. Is that right? Yeah, I did. We sent it in, uh, Wednesday evening. Um, so that's coming out April 26th. 
is the release date on it. So it'll be in the mailboxes here in the first week of May or so um, is when that will be coming out. So Absolutely. Great. Well, I tell you, our school day was a success. Um, a lot of the yeah, – I think the school kids had fun overall. Um, I think uh, everybody enjoyed themselves. We had a lot, you know, some good topics on some stuff. I know we had a lot of comments on our safety topic. Um, Joe Mullen, a local uh, officer – he talks um, about safety, and I think that was a hot topic. I think that's always a good topic to have as well as in, you know, the horse sales and what have you all. But that seemed to be a success. But, Mark, why don't you a little bit – I know, okay, we had a, a, some big events this weekend, and I know there was a lot of horse people going out. We had uh, Pleasant Ridge Equine had their open house. Um, NPEC had their open house. Uh, why, why don't you just kind of tune us in a little bit about you were at the equine affair. We had a booth there. Um, how, how your weekend ended up turning out? Oh, it was, uh, you know, it was kind of a little bit on the crazy side. Like sometimes you have mm-hmm. four events in two days and I guess that's, this was one of those weekends. Um, and it's kind of like everything luckily was kind of the same direction. So we were able to hit everything, but yeah, we, uh, from Thursday on, uh, I got Thursday, Friday, Saturday. We had a booth at Equine Affair, uh, an event I've never been to, um, and it's basically like I really didn't have an idea, or I had a small idea what it kind of entails, uh-huh. but not really. But it's like anything equine. There is like the oh, booth, the, the trade, the trade show building. There is just crazy the amount of people coming through there, and it's. It's kind of one of those events you you find a little anything there. Uh, really yeah. entails around riding horses and stuff, but people just come there. A lot of people that are maybe not even horse educated, um, they just come there just to see, and they have all kinds of different breed demos and stuff in the evening. But so yeah, we had uh, we actually had um, <clears throat> we had a, a roadster. Uh, demonstration there on Friday noon uh, in the big Coliseum. Okay. We had a roadster demonstration. We had actually um, uh, Robert Schrock, uh, which works for Shady Lawn Stables. They brought a mare in, uh, one of their new mares. Okay. Actually, they wanted to give her some ring time and stuff. Mary, they actually just got in Gordyville. They showed her once, I think, and then they brought her there. Uh-huh. And, boy, she did a great job. She went in, and he demonstrated. Basically, what he was doing is he was, you know, demonstrating how a road class is run and uh, uh-huh. so that was that was pretty cool he, he did an awesome job um going in there he demonstrated the three speeds kept his horse in form you know part in the center and it was awesome oh yeah so um that was cool and a big thanks to shady lawn stables and robert and them for oh, coming you know they're stabled in kentucky right now uh they're actually staying there for a big part of the summer i guess uh, just because, you know, they had the barn fire and stuff, and they're all settled in. It shows seasons here, and a lot of stuff goes on in Kentucky. So uh, the way it sounded there, actually, you know, might be staying down there for a little while more just to, you know, wow. be able to hit some more of the smaller county fairs and stuff down there. Um, but, yeah, big thanks to them for coming out. They basically loaded their horse and their tack and stuff, came in. Uh, Robert was actually by himself. Spent the day there with us, did the did the demo and everything, and did an awesome job. So uh, thankful to him uh, and Richard and them um, for what they did for us this weekend. We actually um, 
at the Equine Affair, we actually had a joint booth with uh, American Road Horse and Pony Association. Uh, they uh-huh. actually were kind of the spearheaders of it. Rick took care of taking care of everything, like planning everything, getting Richard to come and doing everything. So we actually set up together. Um, we had a nice 10 by 20 booth set up with Road Horse and Pony Association, Standard Red Journal. Uh, Larry Jenkins mm-hmm. was their longtime friend of ours. He has been in Road Horses since... Yeah, he grew up in it, and he's an older guy, and he he talks. Well, I'm sure last weekend he talked for three days straight about road horses, and that's all he wants to talk about. So super nice guy, super guy to have there. Uh, big thanks to them, too, for being there um, and, you know, taking part in it and getting it all together, really. And then Beth was actually, Beth Miller, um, she actually was there for the three days, watched my booth and stuff, because I wanted to go to the to northern Indiana Friday afternoon and Saturday. So she was kind of taking care of that as well. I really didn't talk to her yet, so how it all uh-huh. went. So, um, But uh, I'm sure they had a great turnout. So Absolutely. And then from there you went up to uh, where? Where did you go to from uh, there? We went, uh, well, we went up to Shipshawana. Um, I was actually traveling with, um, uh, Buckeye Bits Melvin. So, mm-hmm. um, that's never a dull moment, of course. <laughs> we had a great time. Um, and so he wanted to go to Chup Standard Bread Sale, uh, which was the initial, uh, gold. So we dropped him off there. Then, uh, my son and I went over to Pleasant Ridge. They had their open house. I was there kind of the tail end of it, but we had to do our demo in columbus so i had dinner there with them and got to see all the horses and walk through the barns and met a lot of people uh i think a lot of the people had left already when i showed up there um across the street they have a big church house and um one of the guys told me that 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 uh, parking lot was basically parked full steve you know how big that parking lot is somebody told me that parking lot was basically full and i come in the back side there through the backyard i walked in there and there was green eggs everywhere probably Probably a dozen of them. And, uh, yeah, they had a big old cookout. They had uh, some of those pork steaks or something, they call them, and chicken and, yeah, the whole nine yards. It was it was unreal. So that was pretty exciting. Uh, all the stallion owners, or most of them, seemed to be there. Um, and, uh, yeah, I guess I guess that started already, like, at 2 o'clock. I didn't get there till like, 5.30. But... Um, yeah, that's a lot of work. I can't imagine how that is. Breeding season is upon us, and putting on an event like that, you know, you got to have your place not only in working condition but clean um, for yeah. to have a big event like that. You don't just get that by cleaning one day. Um, so that's yeah. a lot of work um, to have an event like that in the breeding season. You know, uh, you know, breeding season started already. Um, so yeah, hats yep. off to them and. And then uh, I guess that evening we kind of had a get-together, something we wanted to do a while already. Um, Robert Miller was actually kind of the instigator of it. He, a couple of the guys that have horses with him and stuff, um, he got them all together, and we actually spent the night at a house, big old house that we rented, and we kind of set up and talked all night, and we had some unreal good conversations. So, yeah, there was uh, that um, – we had dinner. It was, yeah, pretty cool. We were actually at a lake house. We were sitting out be- beside the lake and just kind of enjoying wow. and just kind of, uh, I guess it was kind of rewarding for um, 
what the, you know, the reason that you're actually in the horse business is for the friends that you really meet. Uh, and yeah, we just, Melvin and I were just there with them and stuff. And yeah, we had some great conversations talking about horses and what we do in life, like in just general life, not even just everything entailed horses, but yeah, it was, uh, that was awesome. And the next day, Saturday, we, um, we went to, uh, the new Paris Equine Center and Peck. Uh, we went to their open house as well. And, uh, that was pretty interesting. You know, they have an, they have an all breed, uh, thing going on there as well as Pleasant Ridge as well. But, uh, they have, they have anything from blue roans to, um, draft horses. They have a Clyde and a Perchin and they have Dutch horses. They've standard breads. They have, um, Frisians. They have, they have something truly for everyone there. Um, and you know, displayed there, and there, that was a nice crowd too. Big crowd, um, stretched out over the you know the two facilities and stuff. Yeah, uh, uh-huh. which are you know, <laughs> we call the guys there uh, that were with us and stuff and never been there before, and they were just like, whoa, whoa, this is unreal. I mean, the one guy is just like, you know, this would be a dream working for somebody with you know, a place like that, just to go in and just that environment and stuff. It is built to accommodate horses and make, you know, life enjoyable working horses there. Um, You know, all the equipment they've got and this place is just spotless clean. I mean, spotless clean. Um, So, yeah, that was very interesting. They kind of wrapped the day out. They, of course, had lunch there as well. Right after lunch, they had um, two hitches there. Uh, They had the Dare Ranch Ponies. Um, those are, uh, I believe they're Clyde Hackney's, uh, sporty wow. little bunch. Uh, they hooked the six and then blue ribbon days, Dean Woodbury, Dean and Kel were there, uh, and hooked their perch and six as well. And that kind of kept everybody wow. there, you know, and it was very exciting, uh, for the people, you know, they can get out and see how something like that's put together. Um, mm-hmm. and, you know, mm-hmm. watch them go and strut their stuff. So yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty cool. Um, and all those guys, like, I just love going to events like that. Um, you oh, know, man, yeah. Just take, like, these these uh, open houses. I didn't have a booth. Um, and you might think, well, what am I doing? I, I, just, I just love going in there and talking with people. Like, at New Paris, I got to – I ran into Steve Jones. I, had talk, I hadn't oh, yeah. walked into him for a half a year. And, you know, he writes for us. And so we started talking, and we talked about articles and stuff we should be writing. We talked for a half an hour probably. And uh, so that was just that made the, the trip worth it. And then Ola comes, and well, we just submitted an article on him, uh, or kind of his life story and stuff in the spring issue that's coming out here. So we were talking about that a little bit. And it's just, it's, it's so, for me, it's so, that's the reason a big reason I love doing what I do is because to get out just to go to an event like that and just talk with the people that I work with maybe, uh, and just visit, I guess is the big, the big answer to it really. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what it's about is relationships. And that's why, that's why we're in the business, but it's, it, uh, it's super educational to go to one of those open houses. If you've never been to one, um, I think it's important for people to go if they, mm-hmm. you know, if it's local, go over there, 
it's always good to support your local breeding barn, in my opinion. If you're not, you know, with the market and you just want to breed to a standard bred or a perch and you name it, support that local breeding barn, mm-hmm. um, is, is my opinion. And, and don't be depressed. If your mare is open or whatever, just this last weekend, I didn't even talk to your brother yet, but I did a 30-day check or a 45-day check on my mare, and she is open. And I have no idea what happened. She caught on the first try. We bred her. Robert checked her. He said, yep, blood levels are perfect. She's good. We checked her. She's open. So we bred her again on Saturday, and today they checked her again to see if she ovulated. But that's something... Folks, that's the horse business. Yep. Right I now, the same thing. Season, and some of you, some of you might be getting frustrated. Some of you might be thinking right now, what did I get myself into? Some mares might be open right now that were in full last fall. Gentlemen, that's the horse business that we're in. And and if you if you can't afford your mare to be open for a year, don't buy the mare. Yeah. You need that that money so desperately. So I, and that. I mean, I just wanted to to share that because, hey, that that is one thing that you cannot control as a human as much is your your marriage keeping that full. So yeah. now I think Robert's like ah, he's got a staple or shot, um, you know, and and if she's in full, he'll show her show her shot and put her on regime. He said he should have just done that the first time around, but you know everything checked right. And that's yeah, just part yeah. of life. You just. Keep right on going. So don't I think worry. I know. I think I know what was going on. Is you were kind of bragging early on that you caught the mare first well, time around. And well, well, it could have yeah, something to right. do with it, really. Uh, no, I had the I same thing about that. <laughs> I had the same thing going on for us. We have uh, this older mare, uh, perch and mare. She's at Johnny's place, and oh, we had checked her in full too, and. Uh, oh, and she was due, and she had this big old gut, but she's older. We don't, he hardly ever uses her to work. Yeah. Like, she just, we kick her out. And, uh, oh, and this thing's two weeks overdue, and one day Rob's there checking other mares, and he's like, all right, <clears throat> answer. So open, open as could be. We have no idea what uh-uh. happened there either. She never showed heat or nothing. We've got her, we've got her pony stud out in the pasture, you know, to tease, kept the mares teased and stuff. Like, he's got a bunch of, young mares and stuff getting bred for the first time. So the best way to do that is keeping little, of, of course, a small enough pony stud out running with him because what yeah. he'll do is he'll keep yep. him checked. Like he's, this is yep. his herd, right? So yep. for some reason we don't have a pony to drive right now. He's over with the mares, which is good. Oh, um, so, uh, yeah, he wouldn't, she wouldn't even be, you know, she never even had a cycle yet, but probably with her losing her foal like that, messed something up. But she was cycling this yeah. weekend now. We bred, started breeding her. Oh, yeah. so. But that was kind of, you yeah. know, for me personally, that right at first, Johnny called me and was like, ah. Oh. Because we were looking at her. We were like, wow, she's getting a foal. And then we checked her, and it was, it was, I was just bummed out right at first. I was just, oh, that sucks. But you know what? It's just like you said, it's horse business. And... That's that's that sucks to have to to feed a mare for a full year and not get anything out of her for sure if you're not working or anything. But you know what? Like that's part of it, and like we've had so much so good success the last couple of years. 
He had mare's bread, live foals, and Johnny just said, you know, at least we're not like losing a mare. We don't have a, yep. you know, a foal coming out and at ten days dying on us or something like that. Like this is minor. Yep. So I think it's a lot how you look at it. If something goes bad like that, the attitude that you keep. Um, <clears throat> focus on what could have gone wrong versus just what went wrong, you know, how much worse it could and be. And don't ever blame the person that is breeding your mare. Yeah. And and I say that, but don't blame Robert or don't blame John or whoever that's taking care of servicing your mare because they're doing the best that they can. Mm-hmm. And if you think he's not doing a good job, rather than telling him, Maybe just call a vet or somebody like that for a second opinion. But, gee, the worst thing you can do is go and start accusing that guy for not doing his job because then he's no longer on your team. Mm-hmm. Here he is trying as hard as he can for you, and I guarantee if you stay positive and you're just like, hey, you know what? We're just bringing it again. No drama. Yeah, and, that, takes, and the man, other thing, too, that, that is – keeps them happy because they want that marrying pole. The other thing to keep in mind for that is, uh, and I'm sure not everybody's like tied up and busy, but I know a couple guys that go out, check mares for people. Uh, and I'm sure there's one or a couple of them in every community um, that goes around, checks mares, basically breeds mares, uh, does that service. And that is the best service. That is the biggest need. Can you imagine? I have relatives in in North Carolina in a smaller community, and they breed a couple mares every year. They end up sending those mares, and they breed them to outside studs, shipping semen in. Um, They end up sending those mares to, to to their local vet clinic just to get them bred. Because it's there cheaper, it. it's cheaper to have the mare boarded at the vet clinic than having them come out and check the mare every time. So they just there send them there it. and tell them, you know, just monitor, order the semen, do everything, just send me the bill. Can you imagine the amount of money that a guy like that saves a community by going around checking sixty mares a day? And I know some of them do. The service that that creates for people to be able to breed mares oh. the way we breed mares, you know what I'm saying? Yep. And the money that we save, um, and that's the other thing to keep in mind, is those guys, there is absolutely no other job, and I'm sure there is, but in the horses, there's no job as demanding as breeding horses because mare cycle you got to breed them today. You can't push it off to tomorrow. it got to happen today. So I think that's another thing. If you think your service is bad um, or, you know, you're not getting the service you need, there's a reason to that. Like, and the guys that are out there doing the work uh, to make it possible are given everything that they have. And there many a time, I'm sure they're up way into the way hours of the night or early in the morning you know, so they get the marriage check and stuff. So that's something to keep in mind, too. If you get frustrated and stuff is this is the heat of the season. We're getting right into it. And we're not always going to have the front row seat because not everybody is able to have the front row seat in the heat of the moment, really. Yep, you're exactly right. 
I agree with you. Keep that in mind and stay positive through this breeding season. We've got a couple more educational ones we want to bring out here the next couple of weeks. Um, kind of was a busy week this last week, but hopefully we can get some of those out for you. And I think that about wraps up what we had wanted to talk about. Thank you very much, guys, for listening in. And be sure to check your mailboxes. The journals are coming out. Thank you.